Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. And today we're doing trauma recovery series. So if you're used to my like bubbly, wild craziness, today we're toning it down a little bit and we're going to talk about some more serious conversations um, about how trauma can affect our day-to-day lives. All right, so I'm your hostess, Guy Morissette. I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, and I believe that the keys to a happy, healthy, wealthy, epic, orgasmic life is letting go of fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. And I do that through speaking, training, coaching, facilitating, (laughs) and all sorts of wonderful other things that I do. (laughs) All right, so... This one's going to be a little bit of a a, a harder conversation to have um, because I'm going to share some of what's going on for me. There may be laughter. There may be tears. There may be all of the above. Who knows? So, no? Let's drop into this. Okay. So, I do, uh, part of the reason why I do trauma recovery uh, series is because I've been in recovery from my own satanic ritual abuse trauma, as well as severe sexual childhood abuse um, my whole life. And so part of what I do in the world as a holistic sexual wellness specialist is I do a lot of trauma healing and a lot of trauma recovery. And Part of why I do that is because I want to give back to the world and share with you the tools that I use to manage my life, to heal my life, to to reclaim my power, and to move from a place of survival but to a place of thriving. Okay, so that's why that's why that I do this um, in this particular in this particular series. All right, here's the backstory. Oh, some content warning. Um, just so that people don't get triggered. Um, So I'm going to share a little bit. I'm not going to go into great gory details, but I'm going to share a little bit about um, my trauma. Um, I was satanic ritually abused. So there's some stuff talking about satanic ritual abuse, um, you know, sexual abuse. Um, We're going to, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to go into great great details, but I am going to touch upon those things. And if those are trigger points for you, then please do what you need to do to take care of yourself through this process, okay? And if you need to reach out to me, you can find me at succulentliving.com. All right, here we go. So as a child, I was satanically ritually abused, as well as, like I said before, as well as severe sexual trauma and severe sexual abuse from many, many, I had actually multiple perpetrators in my life. So needless to say, my childhood was not filled with roses and ponies. <laughs> it, was, it was more filled with monsters and demons and ghouls. <laughs> right? So I learned how to navigate those things, um, which makes me great at what I do in the world now. So what ended up happening, though, is that majority of my abuse, childhood abuse, I didn't remember. I had no memories of it until I was about 17 years old. And so, um, which is the way, the way in which my brain um, basically dissociated from the experiences so that I could be sane. 
um, and not go insane, basically, so that it didn't shatter. And because of that, I had a lot of behaviors that I didn't know why I behaved or how I felt because I had no memories of what that was associated to. So while I was a teenager, um, and I first started getting my memories when I was 17, and while I was a teenager, every time of the year, so basically from September until about New Year's, just after New Year's, I would feel inside this incredible terror, just this unbelievable terror. And this terror and, and sadness and fear and anger, and I had all this like anxiety and didn't want to leave the house, and I had no idea why. It just made no sense to me why I felt these feelings. And so what I would do is, is I would create some kind of major drama, whether that was at school, um, whether that was with a boyfriend, often it was about boys, because that was the easiest one to control and to create. And so what would happen is, is that I would go into this deep, these emotions would be coming up during the fall for me, I wouldn't know what they were. So I made my outside world meet my inside world. So I felt awful, but outside it looked like I had this wonderful life. I had a wonderful family. I had a wonderful life. Everything was like hunky dory. Um, I was quite, I was quite popular. Uh, I was, you know, very active and played lots of sports. And I was one of the, you know, on pretty much all of my sports teams, I was kind of one of the superstars. Everything I did, I did well and I was beautiful and all these things so it looked externally it looked like there was nothing for me there's no reason for me, for me to be in this place of distress and because I didn't have my my memories at this point I just thought I was kind of crazy and so what I would do is I would make a whole bunch of shit happen so that therefore you know, there'd be, I cheat on my boyfriend or I break up with my boyfriend or, you know, I would set up scenarios so that I could be the bad guy or, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I used to do. And I did this for years and years and years and years and years, even after I started getting my memories. Like I got my mem started getting memories when I was about 17 and I didn't actually put those two things together until I was in my mid twenties, actually. So it was a long time before I was like, huh, I wonder why, oh. Okay. And so as time has gone on, so I just want you to take a moment here for a second and just think about, all right, is there certain times of the year that your anxiety peaks, your, you tend to be more stressed out, um, you tend to be more afraid, there's, you know, you tend to have more uh, emotions. Just take a moment. I just want you to kind of think about that certain times of year could be associated to holidays, it could be associated to, you know, one of the seasons. Um, just take a moment. All right. Now, if the answer came back as yes, and you don't know why, then you might want to, without navigating this and pulling up a bunch of shit that you may not be able to handle, I highly recommend reaching out to a professional to help you kind of navigate that um, so that you don't end up um, remembering some stuff that you don't have the capacity to remember at this point or deal with. 
or the support to deal with it. So please reach out to a professional if that's what's going on for you. Okay, if you're like, oh yeah, every time at this time of year, I, I tend to have some stuff coming up, please reach out to me, to some other professional, okay? Very important. Second thing is if you know why, and you've already started the healing journey, um, congratulations. So first of all, let's give you a congratulations on that. Um, now, here are some things to try to start reclaiming this time, that the particular time of year. So if it's associated with um, a holiday, for example, so, you know, Thanksgiving, Halloween, uh, Easter, Christmas, those are all the North American holidays. Um, you know, any particular holiday, whatever that is, one of the ways to start the process of reclaiming that time of year is one, acknowledge where, why you're stressed out about it in the first place and what happened. Do the stuff that needs to be done to process and heal the wounds that happened at that time of year, um, which is super important. You can't just skip that stage, by the way. <laughs> I just need to say that. You can't be like, oh yeah, no, I don't wanna look at that, okay? Um, so please work, reach out to a professional. All right, and, and acknowledge the wounds and heal the wounds. Once you've acknowledged the wounds and healed the wounds, however, there is a neural pathway that was created that triggers, triggers you every single time and it brings that memory up. So what you need to do is you need to change those neural pathways so that that doesn't happen. And one of the ways that we can do that is by creating new neural pathways. And one of the way, great ways to create a new neural pathway is to create a new ritual, a new a practice, a new way of reclaiming. So for example, if it's, a, it's associated to a holiday um, that that trigger is for you, then I really, 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 really want you to pick one thing that you like about that holiday um, and make it yours. Like take, take it completely, make it completely all about you in that it, it, it's a safe space for you to like explore it. Okay. So for example, my big holiday that is super triggering for me is Halloween. And because the reason behind that is because when I was young, part of the satanic ritual abuse happened every night, every year around Halloween and some pretty awful shit happened. And so when all the candies come out and, and I'm at the store and all the costumes are out and everybody's decorating their house, this brings up a lot of anxiety within me. And, and there's a space in which I have to really do a lot of work to stay out of the anxiety and the panic that goes along with because the neural pathways are associated to those Halloween candies, those Halloween decorations, all of these things. And so what I've done and been working on for many years actually is like, how can I reclaim this part of it? So one of the things that I've, I've done is like, okay, I like 
um, you know, carving the jack-o'-lantern. So I go get a pumpkin and, and, you know, I let my inner child come out and play and carve the jack-o'-lanterns and, you know, and I put them outside. And when I go outside at night, I turn them on, you know, before I, you know, take the dog for a walk and, you know, and then I come back and they're all lit up and, and I'm excited about it. And, and what that does is it changes the neural pathways and the association with jack-o'-lanterns means I'm going to be abused to jack-o'-lanterns bring me joy. And so that's just one little bit of um, how to start to reclaim some of those things by taking something and making it your own, something that you were that associated to trauma and taking that and fixing it so that it's yours. All right, so that's one way of doing it. The other thing that's really important at, you know, reclaiming um, is also it's important to tell the really important people around you that this is going on for you. And this is hard because um, okay, so here we go. I'm going to have some tears. I've, I, I, I warned you, there might be tears. So this is hard to admit that um, you struggle with certain things. And depending on what kind of personality type you are, um, so for example, for me, I'm that personality type that always needs to look like I have my shit together. And my shit is completely together at all times. And it's really hard for me to let the people around me to know that, hey, I don't always have my shit together. And that it's okay that I don't always have my shit together. And that I struggle and I have um, fears and things that I go through every year. And telling people about that is both freeing and liberating even crying right now is freeing and liberating and it's inspiring and it allows people around you to support you at this time that you're in in distress about things it makes them understand that at this time of year like in my dynamics in my life you know a lot of the people in my life i mean they support me but i also do a lot of support for them and so when they're in crisis i'm like okay i can say to them and they don't they don't get offended i can say hey like i got nothing i'm working i'm doing all that i need to do to take care of me right now and i got nothing for you right now and i love you and i wish i did but i don't and they understand that and then they're like okay and they go either, you know, they reach out to their other support team or they, you know, work on their self. Um, but that they're aware of that, you know what, you know, guy doesn't have it in her right now. And that's okay. I don't always have to have my shit together. Woo! <laughs> Plus, like I said, it inspires the people around you that they also won't keep you on a pedestal because you know you're human like the rest of us <laughs> all right 
but it's important to tell the people around you because if you don't tell the people around you, you know what ends up happening is if you start to withdraw or you seem off or you are a little sh more short um, in your you know, patience levels, what this does is it makes it so that the people around you know what's going on and they don't think it's about them and they don't internalize it and, and they don't feel bad about it and and they're not trying to fix you they're just trying to they know what's going on so they can just support you and if you need to take a couple of days just to be by yourself to take care of yourself and do whatever you need to do for your self-care then the people around you can understand that and support you on that okay so it is important to share the next thing I want to talk to you about in regards to, you know, how do we reclaim those times a year that were, you know, bad things happened to us when we were young um, is to first acknowledge it. Uh, that's the important part. Second, tell the people around us. The third thing is to make sure that we get support and we reach out and we get help that we need from some professionals that are know what to do and how to help you navigate this time of year, okay? Um, and, and to support you in the, around the trauma in the first place and healing that trauma in the first place. Now, if this is all new, please reach out. Reach out to me, reach out to another professional that specializes in trauma recovery because you don't want to go through this by yourself. Now, I would just want to leave you with two things. What does it mean to be triggered? So I use the word triggered, and triggered is um, a state in which your body and your brain are kind of being pulled into the past. You're emotionally reacting to a situation because of the past. Um, that tr trigger can be either good or bad. Like if you're, if you smell something, for example, um, and it's, you know, say apple pie, and it reminds you of fond memories that you had cooking with your grandmother, then that's a triggered state though, because it reminds you of something in the past. Smelling that smell also could remind you of a time when you got sexually abused or physically abused or something horrendous happened to you in that moment. Um, that's also a trigger state, which isn't as quite as pleasant as the, oh, the fond memories of cooking with my grandmother. Okay. So that's what a triggered state is. A triggered state is when we go into that, those old places that something pulls us from the present state to the past. And we are now connected to a memory and experience that happened in the past. And when we are in the past, we start to react at the same age that we did whenever that happened. So our emotional intellect, our physical intellect, our psychological intellect is at whatever stage that that has been brought us back into. So for example, if the apple pie happened when you were like three and cooking with your grandmother, your response and your reactions and your intellect will be of a three-year-old. Same goes with if you're in a, an unpleasant triggered state, whatever age that is, that is your ca ca capacity to process the circumstances in the situation. And so while you're in a triggered state, you cannot, it's almost impossible to see reality for what reality is in the here and now. And so the first thing you need to do is when you're in a triggered state is to get untriggered. That is the most important thing 
because once you're untriggered, you can do all the tools and use all the tools. But when you're triggered, you don't have those tools because you weren't given those tools at that age. So you don't have them. You can't, you can't find them. So I want to give you a really quick and easy tool. It's called 54321. And this will help to pull you out of the past and bring you into the future or into the present, sorry. And while you're in the present, then you can use all the tools that you have. You can reach out for support. You can, you know, have a bath. You can go for your walk. You can do your self-care. You can do all the stuff you need to do. But you can't when you're in a triggered state because while you're in that triggered state, you're kind of stuck in the past. So I'm going I'm to talk you through it right now of what it is. Plus, in the show notes, as well as um, the description after I'm done with this live, I'll put in there, you can join my uh, trauma recovery list so that you only get content that's trauma safe for me. And the reason that I've done that is because I talk about many, 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 many things in the realm of human sexuality. And a lot of them may not be trauma friendly. At, at certain points. So if you have trauma and you need and you need trauma safe content, then that's the best way to get it from me. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll send that link, share that link in the, in the show notes in the description. Um, also as a, as a thank you, um, I also do the video. I have a video, a guided video on how to do this five, four, three, two, one, so that you don't have to um, necessarily remember how to do it. You can just let me guide you through it. Okay. So um, I will get you that stuff after the videos, after we're done here. All right. So five, four, three, two, one works like this. You name five things that you see in the room and you say them out loud. So right now, let's all do this together. Actually, this is a great way to start to practice this. Um, I see a bowl. I see a toilet or I see tissues, I see some perfume, I see a mug, and I see a Tim Hortons cup. Now, as you notice, I looked around to find different things. Now I'm gonna take a deep breath in. <sighs> All right, now we're gonna list four things that we see, four different things that we see in this room. All right, I see my purse, I see a picture, I see my filing cabinet and I see a marker. I take another deep breath in. I see my altar, I see a candle, and I see a dragon card. Take a breath in. I'm gonna list two things. I see my drum and I see some movies. Take a breath in. And I see a box of matches. And what that does is it pulls you out of the past because your brain can't do word recall. The part of your brain that's stuck in the past is not the part of your brain that actually can communicate, do word recall, acknowledge what that is. So what that does is it pulls you out of the part of your brain that you're stuck in and brings you into the here and now and the present. It's very simple. Plus, you can teach it to other people around you, and you can use this for any triggered state. It doesn't matter why you're triggered or what it is, you can use it to help get you back in the here and now. 
um, and you can teach it quickly to the people that are on your support team that are all around you. So that when they, you are triggered and you're having a hard time doing that for yourself, you can have them guide you through that process, as well as you also can have the video of me guiding you through that process. All right. So I hope this was inspiring. I hope this gave you some new tools. Um, and, you know, again, I'm here. If you need me, please reach out to me. Um, you know, I love you all for being here with me today and listening and you're all amazing and you got this and it's, and just because, and I, and I want to leave you with this. Okay. Just because there's hard spaces or uncomfortable places in your brain and in your emotions that doesn't make you broken. You're not broken. You're human. And that's how your brain has learned to cope with being human and some of the bad shit that's happened. And those experiences allow us to become the magnificent, fantastic human beings that we are. And it's okay that sometimes we don't have our shit all together because none of us have our shit all together. And that's why we need others around us <laughs> to support us and love us unconditionally and for us to support and love others unconditionally. So that's what I want to leave you with, that you're brave, you're strong, you're amazing. And even if there's times you don't feel brave, strong, and amazing. You still are. I love you. You can find me at succulentliving.com. You can follow me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. And really importantly, please subscribe, watch, follow My Orgasmic Life. It's this amazing podcast. And each and it can be found on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, all the, all the major platforms. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find me there. And again, the podcast is called My Orgasmic Life. All right. That's it. That's all. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a juicy day. And may it be filled with self-care, self-love. <laughs> do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself today. Mwah. I'm going to go play video games and watch Netflix. <laughs> Love you. Bye.